Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Tech Chit Chat Show. If you're new here, my name is Ken. You can find me on Northern Viking Everyday and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host Stephen Loney on YouTube and 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter. If this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast as well. And once we are done here, Stephen will be putting all our timestamps in the description below so you can find them if you're watching on the rebroadcast and we've got a great show for you today we are going to be talking about a really cool feature that steven uses called crocodile 3d he's going to be able to explain that for you we are going to talk about the metaverse and playstation home um, some other playstation plus stuff as well as a little bit of call of duty and bitcoin mining with your heaters so we've got a pretty good show for you today here Yes. How are you today, Stephen? I am doing well, Ken. Yeah, good. How... good. Your, ty your typing is loud. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I just said good morning That's in the okay. chat. I'll try to refresh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need a quieter keyboard. Hello, Cody. <laughs> welcome for joining us today. Um, welcome to... Oh, now I've just lost track of my thoughts here. Um, yeah. So you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah. I think it was a good weekend. Again, every time you ask me, it's already gone. I, I can barely remember gone. the weekend, but it was good. I, I think it was a good weekend. Good. Yeah. How about yourself? Good. Yeah. It was really good. It was really yeah. good. Um, it was Halloween last night, I guess, Monday night. So we were volunteering at a, it was kind of a Halloween carnival family fun night at the church. So right. um, we were greeting people there and had fun. So good yeah. stuff. Do you have your coffee? I do have my coffee. Cheers. And my coffee. Everyone Cheers. Out there, feel free to bring a coffee. Ooh. Morning, I yes. have a Nashville cup. What do you have? Nashville man. I have Puerto Rico, actually. Ooh. Puerto wow. Rico. Yeah. So uh, we've got our coffee here. There's actually coffee in it, not orange juice. <laughs> hey. Hey, I have actual <laughs> coffee this morning. Not it was just yeah. one morning I had orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if you um, haven't joined us before, we, Stephen and I like to drink coffee and talk about tech. Yeah. And we thought we would bring that to you guys. And so you could join in on our conversation. We used to often go to coffee shops. We still do. Um, but uh, we like to talk about tech. And if you want to join in, in the conversation, make sure you comment in the comments section mm -hmm. on YouTube and we can even pop you up on the screen like this so oh, yeah that was my noisy typing there that's what that I was your noisy typing good yeah. morning good morning <laughs> that's the noisiest good morning i've yeah, ever heard it was kind of yeah my apologies so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome 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 um so we yeah like i mentioned we've got some cool topics today we are going to mm -hmm. be talking about crocodile 3d which yeah. you and cody use in your projects yeah um, we do playstation home and the metaverse ooh, fun stuff um some more playstation stuff call of duty and a little bit of uh i don't want to call it a fiasco but it could be a problem for some people um and heat bit which is a bitcoin miner heater so awesome stuff so cool <laughs> should we dive right into it or should we have some more chit chat I think we let's dive into it. Let's go. Dive into it. Let's, let's get let's, let's get go. the show started. All right. So Crocodile 3D. I want to call it Crocodile 3D, but Crocodile 3D. I watched a YouTube video on this. It was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, when you showed it to me. So 
you can find it over on Steam, and it's mm-hmm. maybe I'll, I'll it's for modeling for for video making games and things. Is that right? Is that a good way to? Uh, yeah. So it? the the focus is on what's called low poly three D models. So this would have been like more if you if you grew up with like PS one or like in like Nintendo sixty four kind of era. It's it's kind of like built around that kind of style. It's it's really good for that. Um, you can use it for games. Like you can use it just for the sake of modeling. If you just want to create okay. a 3D scene, like a little diorama, but it also does have the ability to import and export 3D models that you can put into games and or other places, like whatever, whatever um, tools would uh, take 3D models and that kind of thing. So yeah. Even if it was for like, even if you wanted it for like a, a film setup, if you have used 3D models in, a, in any editing, you could use it there, wherever you can put in 3D models. Um, but yeah, the focus is on like quickly and easily building low poly 3D models and uh, getting rid of the more complicated setup and other tools. Like if you're trying to dive into, let's say like Blender or Maya or what was it? 3 Studio Max, is that even a thing anymore? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the 3D modeler myself. Um, uh, Cody, who I work with, he's the one who does that. But the aim of this tool is to like get out of the way with all the complex um, things that are not needed for people working who are want to make stuff that looks like this. Um, and it's been a really. I like how you can do like even people with it. Design oh, people. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty so that, amazing. Yeah, so it's it's been a really really um, good tool. We're using it in um, I'm using it uh, with Cody, who's joining us today, in our own projects um, because like so for example here uh, we're working on Corgi Cove and it's like so I work in a tool called Game Maker and I wanted to work with 3D for quite a while but wanted like a good solution and I had this idea of I wonder if this Crocodile 3D would work. And then I saw another game maker user actually using it. And I was like, oh, all right. And it gave me kind of the, the push to um, start working with it. And yeah, it's worked out great for us. We are going for low poly scenes. It looks like a, like a 90s retro styled kind of like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just worked out really, really well for us. Yeah, no, it looks really good on there. And so that's your Corgi's Cove that you're developing. When's that coming out? Uh, it's planned for release at the moment at the end of this month, um, awesome. if it doesn't get pushed out. But the, yeah, the plan is for the end of this month in November, um, awesome. granted that everything goes smoothly. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So Croco, Crocotile 3D, um, current, this is Canadian pricing, is currently $38.99 on Steam. Yeah. And it uh, is also on, available. We're not sponsored the- by them or anything. Um, you no. just love their product and, and wanted to talk about it. So yeah, it's all it is also available um, through itch.io. Um, it's available there if anyone's used okay. to that platform. Um, but it's also available on here on Steam. Um, so, but yeah, and the, uh, the it recently just um, turned to version two point The um, developer of it, I believe it's Alex Hansen, if I'm correct. He's been very active. Um, developing it, like consistent updates all the time. Um, if there is a bug in the platform, uh, he if releases an update, there's a bug, he's quick to like fix <laughs> bugs that come up like the same day even. Um, it's yeah. been quite, like, quite heavily supported and it's been just really good work. So I give like heavy support to this tool. If anyone out there is like interested in experimenting with like low poly. I, yeah. 
I see it's available for both Windows and Mac. Mm -hmm. um, now you use it with what um, programming tool do you use again? I forget. I am using it with GameMaker, which was also and it Game it Maker works speed. it works well together. Well, entirely. so it the thing with GameMaker the GameMaker tool this has nothing to do with Crocodile, but the GameMaker tool is not really meant. It's not three D is not a strong suit of it out of the box. You have to do some okay. manual work to get things going but once you do it's quite crocodile works very nicely with it um okay. but if you're working with engines like uh, unity for example or uh godot or godot however they pronounce it um like i think the creator of crocodile i believe he uses godot or godot again i don't know how people pronounce that uh, gaming tool okay um, but i think he uses that himself and so i think it's really easy to get models into that and set up um so for Game Maker, for what I used, there was a bit of a setup on my end to get working. But once it's in place, it's been a really good fit um, for my needs. Um, That's cool. But even if you're not yeah. doing game development, uh, if you want to experiment with just getting into 3D modeling at all and like these more simpler scenes, a little poly scenes, even when I say simpler scenes, you can still make very complex scenes. Like it can yeah. still be quite complex. But if this is a kind of style you've wanted to get into and you, you're a little afraid of like the bigger modeling tools. This one's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, check it out. There's a little video on Steam you can watch or um, we noticed there's one over on YouTube as well that yeah. you can find. And again, that's Crocotile, not dial, Crocotile 3D. Yeah, and, and the website uh, is just Crocotile3D.com. Awesome, cool. Yeah, yeah I uh, even I don't work with that really at all, but I, it was a fun thing to learn about. And, and and if you see how it works and if you do go to the site you want to see more examples there's a gallery you can click on the gallery and see tons of stuff that people have been working on often things posted through twitter and things yeah. like that can i be honest what it reminds me of a little bit sure it reminds me of like um minecraft 2.0 well and he, like for building and it's even marketed in the points that there is a uh, place blocks like minecraft there's a mode in there that you can change okay. to they'll actually let you place blocks like minecraft okay i didn't even realize that but yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. it's in there if so, you want that it's not it's not the default but if you want that you can do that that's cool <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably why it reminds me of that so, <laughs> awesome <laughs> so we're gonna jump over from there um across to something this was out a couple of weeks ago but playstation home was metaverse question mark it's not it wasn't really metaverse but a lot of people um there was a kind of reveal a couple of weeks ago that um playstation or metaverse looks a lot like the old playstation home and uh yeah let's pull this up here because it is kind of interesting i don't know how many of you remember playstation home it was from the ps3 you could walk around play games with your friends converse with them you can stuff. wait so, in lineups to play bowling yes <laughs> so mark zuckerberg's metaverse is basically playstation home is what they're they're saying this was um october 12th at the meta connect 22 2022 keynote and um a lot of people are saying what he's released so here's a if you're on the stream you can see playstation home Mm -hmm. um in 2007 and the metaverse in 2022 um look 
eerily similar, except the PlayStation Home looks more realistic. It does. I if if you showed me these and I had no context, I would think the the top image was more advanced than the bottom image. Yeah. So I'd be like the top ones from today, the bottom ones from like 10 years ago. Yeah, I would agree for sure. And that's that's not a that's not a a slam against the um the metaverse team. It, it, it's a specific style they've gone for. But if you had no context, you could easily make a wrong assessment because I I would argue that the more complex um style and home actually shot them in the foot a bit. I think it was actually Yeah, I think you're you're probably right that a more cartoony version would have been better. Like I look at metaverse here and it looks car- cartoony to me and yeah. that's not a bad thing. No. Okay. It could be a bad thing if it's not dealt it right, but if they do it right um cuz even even Microsoft when they had their avatars back in the day, they didn't do the whole PlayStation home thing, but they went for a simpler design for like avatars and stuff. Um, yeah. So I think maybe people have learned from history, like don't go too advanced because then you have to like support that standard all the way through. Yeah. It could be really no. hard to maintain. That's for sure. And yeah. it, it's kind of interesting. Like, so I guess um, part of metaverse though, is the virtual reality aspect of it as well, which yeah. um PlayStation Home never was, wasn't a PlayStation thing. I mean, I know they have their VR goggles, but I don't think it was ever. I think those came out after the Metaverse or the um, PlayStation Home came out. If I'm but correct. if if Home had not been shut down and the VR had come out and they moved it to PS4, it could have been an easy fit. Like it could have been a really yes. nice role. It could have been what could have happened if yes, they didn't shut it. For sure. For sure. So, so it, you yeah. say if if um, Home hadn't been shut down, well. Guess what? Do you know what I'm about to say? I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> Six years after it was shut down, PlayStation Home has been resurrected by fans. So right. Right. Um, for those of you who are a PlayStation Home fan, it's been brought back and managed by... Um, it's called Destination Home. So it's a non-profit project has brought back... PlayStation Home. So if you did yeah. want to play it, if you haven't tried it out, um, it's it possible. is available through modded PS3s and emulators now. So this, this um, to be clear, this was, I think, uh, this article, I believe, is from last year, so about a year ago. Um, yeah. But this is relevant again, because now as the metaverse is shaping up, it's kind of like, hey, we've seen, we've seen something very similar. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and to be honest, I actually liked PlayStation Home. I didn't. It wasn't like a huge deal, but it was actually kind of fun to pop in once in a while. I didn't hate it. No, um, you and I would go in there once in a while. I honestly didn't love having to wait in line to do something. <laughs> I I kind of like that. I don't know. Maybe it's not a. I don't know why, but I kind of like having to wait in virtual lineups. I I guess it's no Is different than. Well, it's kind of the same as if you're playing a game and you're waiting in a queue for your game to start. Yeah. So what's the problem? <laughs> you don't mind that, right? No, no. We, no, but we this want is everything instantly now. Mm, it's yeah. It, it is kind of interesting to think about. Sony um, started. Apparently, they started according to this article. 2008 PlayStation Home started in beta, and it shut yeah. down in. When was 2015, it? I believe. March 2015. 
and it never left beta and never really took off. And then you have something like Facebook and metaverse coming in and trying the same thing. And will it suffer the same problem? Will it come to the same end or, or is it going to be fine? Have things advanced enough that it now fits, you know, cause we saw this with like um, Google Stadia. Uh, they weren't the first, they weren't the second. They were like the third or fourth major player trying to get into that. And they've suffered the same problem again. Yeah. So it's just going to be the same thing with meta metaverse. Um, we've already seen it come and go and it didn't work. Um, yeah. But we'll see. But maybe they were ahead of their time. Yeah. That's possible. That'll yeah. be interesting to see. Because um, the thing with PlayStation Home back in the day, you had to have a PlayStation like, metaverse i'm assuming you'll be able to access from i don't i actually don't know that much about it but i'm assuming on a pc or on your mobile device so um, yeah i don't I'm know sure i could be wrong on that yeah we'll see we'll see is regardless um let's jump back over to playstation here sure so playstation plus though has lost 1.9 million subscribers since being relaunched in June. So if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, um, some of your friends might be leaving you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, I already left. So, so back in June, they launched um, the subscription tier. There was three of them, Essentials, Extra, and Deluxe. And I don't know. I don't think that that's why people left. It could be. But um, there's been a decrease of 1.9 million subscribers from June to September. And I think the, um, I believe the second quarter had some losses as well. So it went from, went from 47.3 million down to 45.4 million. Right. And that was Q2, sorry, that that happened. Right. Um, oh, no, Q, uh, Q1. I'm not sure. Q1 or Q2. <laughs> and this year, at least, they've lost. Some, yeah, yeah. So there's been some um, declining numbers. Um, interesting one enough, I last winter was the first year I didn't renew my PlayStation Plus in probably a good 10 years. Right. Um, I don't have a PS5. We had the PS4. Yeah. Um, but then other services have come out that Thought would be better for our money so um yeah. for for us personally so we didn't renew it um and how long ago did you cancel your playstation plus i feel like it may have been around the same time that you also didn't renew okay is were... that why you didn't renew no <laughs> i i had just i was no longer playing my playstation i don't play it um if i play anything these days it's predominantly on my pc I, I'm on Steam if I play any games at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just I just wasn't playing it. Why, why am I going to renew it if I don't play the console? There wasn't really a need for it. So. Yeah. And for us, like, I have the Nintendo Switch kind of family plan, whatever, and I do some PC gaming, and every now and then I'll get the Xbox Pass or whatever it's called. Um can't remember what the game pass xbox game pass yeah. um come and we'll get 
<laughs> you might get a couple months for free or for a few bucks um, to try that out. So I'll um, do that every now and I, then. So. I, I'm wondering if during when things were really locked down and things people really got pushed inside, I feel like PC gaming has really taken off. And so I wouldn't be surprised if some of those numbers is a resurgence of actually PC gaming in general. Um, yeah. A part of it. I think that could be part of it. Um, cause you've gotten to PC gaming more. I'm more into PC gaming. Um, yeah. So interestingly enough, um, my son Thomas though, <laughs> hello, hello son Thomas. <laughs> um, he just got the new little big planet this week, but on PC. Right. Um, so it's not that we're not buying some of our favorite PlayStation products. Um, but we might be buying them in a different way. And that's a good point too. In that article that we just referenced from Game Developer, um, they said that despite the accounts going down, uh, the the fiscal the earnings were still up. Yes. Yeah. So Sony's not losing money; they're still making more money. Yeah. With less accounts. So you're right; they may have diversified. So they may have PlayStation Sony PlayStation fans on PC now because now there's more games. Yeah, and I know there's. Um... I think it's out the uncharted series or a bunch of them are going to be on pc if they're not already right um so there's more shift to grabbing pc gamers or playstation right. games that are on there so right so um, even if if i am correct that assuming that more people have moved to pc then sony has made the right move to push stuff to pc that seems like maybe why they yeah i i mean i'm perfectly fine if i want to play the new little big planet to buy it on pc yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, right. Because, I mean, how many, you know, consoles play? I don't have, I only have a limited amount of time. So, um, yeah, I don't have enough time for a whole bunch of consoles. Yeah. I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, interesting what's happening there. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about is back to console is, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's physical disc only has 72 megabytes of data on it, which mm -hmm. is yeah. odd. <laughs> um, yeah. So when the size of the game is astronomical, so it's a so you put the disc in, it's a hundred gigabyte download, and it actually takes up 150 gigabytes of space on your PlayStation 5. Yeah. Not um, including, not including the Warzone 2.0, as it mentions yes. there. It doesn't even include Warzone. Yeah, so that's crazy. You get a disc yeah. with basically something that downloads the game for you. Um, yeah. And the article talks about so what if you you live in a remote community where your internet's slow, and you drive all the way to Walmart, pick up your game, drive mm -hmm. home, and then you spend three days downloading the game so you can play it that's fine <laughs> no but like part of part of it is that people you know buy a game and want to be able to play it right away yeah um, i mean for a lot of people they have really fast internet so that's not an issue but um it is a problem i would personally if i was buying the game still go buy the disc version even though this was the case right i like to support disc versions of games still um because if I don't like it, I can sell it on on Craigslist or whatever. 
um, and get most of my money back. I could play it for a month and sell it. Right. So if I have the opportunity to, I still buy a physical version of the game. Right. Um, that's just me personally. I know not everyone likes that, but it's, you know, it, it allows you. If you play this, I, I've bought Call of Duty games in the past, and there's certain ones that I wasn't a big fan of. I played it for two, three weeks, and I'm like, this isn't for me. And I got almost all my money back selling it used, right. or at least 90% of my money back. Right. Um, so in that situation, if you bought a digital version, you are out of luck. So it's allowed you to retain like transfer rights, so you can transfer ownership yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 At, at the least. So I don't know, but I mean, back in the day with PC games, you had to have the code, right? On all of them. So yeah. I don't know. Were there, were there ever games that were a one-time code? You can only use one time? Yeah. Probably. Uh, it was mostly, as long as you had the code, could be like, installed on one system at a time. Or I feel like there was a game that may have been like one-time only, but I feel like that was early days of like DRM and people hating on stuff. Like I, there were kind of this, yeah. I, I, I would imagine there probably was a one-time game out there somewhere, but I, I can't recall. Yeah. And it would probably, it'd probably tie to like your email account or some account or something. So you could still get it again if you yeah um, restart your computer or not restart, but reinstall, um, re reinstall windows or something. Yeah. I, I would imagine maybe somebody did that, but it was probably hated and, but I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of top of my head right now. But even with that, like some of those codes were just like on a piece of paper. It would be really easy to lose that paper. Yeah. It's just um, the key. Yeah. It, you, you, the key was kind of like what you owned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's basically what you're getting with this. The disc is the key. Yeah. For, for Warzone, uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah. So, and the, the 72 megabytes is likely just going to be all the media and the stuff for the, for the installer. So when you put it yeah. in and it shows stuff. That's what it's probably going to be. It's just that. Yeah. So it's like when you install something on your computer and it's like download the installation software. So you download the software and that's what you use to yeah. install yeah. the program. It's the installer. Yeah. yeah. It's the installer software. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me personally, I'm okay with this being so small, but if you don't have a good internet connection, that kind of sucks. And it, yeah, you want to play it right away. There's nothing like, do you remember like a Christmas? I know there was some years on Christmas where you'd get a, we'd get a game. You and I both would get the same game and you go to put it in your maybe PlayStation three and you couldn't even download the stuff to start playing with it. It was so over, um, saturated of people on christmas trying to oh. download the game like the servers would crash and stuff and everybody <laughs> everybody would open their their games <laughs> to the point where to the point where i knew i was getting a game and i installed it on my playstation a week before christmas um <laughs> so that it was when i opened it on christmas i could just play it right <laughs> oh thank you it's ready the funny to go. part is the funny part is um Thomas, hello, Thomas, was um, would be like, hey, dad, I know what game you're getting for Christmas because I can see it was already like installed, installed. on the PlayStation. So. <laughs> that, that's, so, yeah. that's actually a, a funny idea. If you had a gift installation option on a console, 
to secretly install it so it doesn't show up so that you could surprise the person to have it installed like a gift install you know how you have like gift receipts yeah if you could if you could purchase like gift installations that wouldn't show up until a certain day yeah i think that actually <laughs> I want, sony are you listening microsoft yes. I think. <laughs> behind the scenes it's actually installed and yeah. it like releases at at yeah. uh at a certain time oh ducky ducky joined us thanks for joining us ducky ducky hello ducky ducky i hope you hope you had a good halloween yeah i think you went trick-or-treating <laughs> <laughs> awesome um yeah so that is the call of duty modern warfare 2 we'll see if that continues on with other games yeah. in the future and uh yeah yeah how is the temperature in your office there you know what it's it's a little bit warm i got uh, my computer here and stuff monitors make a difference make it warm it's not a big room yeah. so my office gets pretty warm as well yeah and uh so do you need one of these a heat bit well i don't know that i do but i still think this is cool <laughs> <laughs> so heat bit releases the first Bitcoin miner that heats your home. So it's basically a heater and Bitcoin miner in one. Right. Um, so you're re reusing the heat to heat yeah. your home from your Bitcoin miner. Now, this is funny because I was, I thought I was talking with you, but it might've been my brother about like, well, if, if Bitcoin mining creates heat, why don't we just add that kind of processing to our heaters and do kind of stuff anyway. And then, you brought this up and I was like, oh, maybe I wasn't so dumb. <laughs> so I was wondering if it was a dumb idea, but someone's gone ahead and done it. So what is this? So this is the hit heat bit, um, Bitcoin miner, and it's looks pretty cool. It's yeah. a really modern looking heater that uses the heat from mining to heat your home. Now this was started shipping, I believe this month or actually it's November. So last month in October, um, to people. It was a Kickstarter campaign from 2021 and they started shipping October, 2022. Right. Yeah. No, this is, this is kind of um, neat. Cause even if you're not someone who's like for the whole, um, who hates, uh, I'm not a fan of Bitcoin mining and stuff like that, but if, if you're someone who's really against it because of the energy usage, this is like a, well, you need to heat your home anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of a neutral way to, to do that. And, whatever yeah um so it's a, it says it can heat up to 170 square feet and it has a noise level of 42 decibels right and okay i'm not sure i'm not big in, i'm not into mining um so delivers up to 14 th slash s of hashing power yeah. so um, i don't know what that means either i never looked into it and apologies so if you're I'm hearing a dog sure. barking in the background that would be my creature. That's okay. I've got a garbage truck outside right now and <laughs> neighbors, neighbors uh, blowing away his leaves. So I'm my, using RTX voice. My St. Bernard dog is like right outside my window, like looking at me barking right now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I should bring her in next time. She can join along. Yes. Yeah. I think this... She was there with you last week. That was the other one. That would have been the, oh, that uh, was the, the male one. dog would have been in here with me, but uh, he was a good boy. He was quiet. This one is actually barking at me. She's actually barking at me now. <laughs> awesome. It's all good. We'll just keep, just ignore her. Sure. Let's carry on. <laughs> so 
Um, with the heat bit though, I think this is cool in a way that like you've kind of mentioned already that you can offset power. So um, yeah. you could mine and maybe it would offset some of the cost for electricity yeah. to heat your home. So yeah. um, in, in the Bitcoin that you get back. So cool yeah. thing. I mean, it could be potentially used in lots of applications. You're yeah. gonna, <laughs> you're gonna close the blinds for your, <laughs> your dog. <laughs> she can't see me now. <laughs> Go away, dog. <laughs> I haven't had this happen on stream yet. This is like the first time that my dog's just like looking at me, barking at me. I'm like, <laughs> there she stopped. Yay, it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. you were saying. I don't I don't know what I was saying anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the Tech Chit Chat show. We're totally professional. We just get fucked yes. up by our dogs and garbage trucks. That's and... that's what but this is more of a casual show where we drink coffee and talk about tech. So well, it is now. <laughs> it is now. It, it just became casual. Yeah, it was forced upon us. I, I I think I was talking about like the applications for for it where yeah. um you could use it I mean, if you live in a colder climate yeah. for, for heating your home, um, yeah. I know for me though, like in my office here, I have the opposite problem where, especially the shoulder seasons where I wouldn't quite need air conditioning yet with all the lights and computers. Um, I need to turn on the air conditioning mm -hmm. earlier than I would normally need to because my office gets so hot to the point where I can barely even work in here if I don't have the air conditioning on. Can we have a bit? air conditioner minor maybe <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm wondering too even if, even if not bitcoin i'm wondering if it could be this idea could be um applied to other kinds of uh, processing devices yeah i mean it's your render farm heater you'll mm -hmm. send the, that so it renders your stuff for blender or video editing yeah um, whatever it is, if your scientific calculations, you maybe university. You remember yeah. folding at home? Yeah. Back on the, um, that was around the time of the, um, the PlayStation the, home thing, the folding yeah, at home. The, the tool that turned your PS3 into a heater. Yeah. I yeah. Remember. I remember running it and, go, and it was like, mm, and they, I think they actually updated it later to dial it back. How much it was okay. actually using the console. Cause I think it was actually like. Running it Do you actually know what it was doing? Um, if I try to sound smart, like DNA sequencing, trying to do stuff to do stuff with DNA. And Solving just, equations for DNA or something. Something to help so that it could be useful for <laughs> medical research, even like cancer treatments. And stuff. I'm guessing that's kind of the feel. Yeah, Whatever. I, I'd never understood what it did. So I actually met, I actually know somebody, I just learned that they actually work with DNA and they're like, oh, interesting. So you're like, that's a whole field that I don't know. Yeah. But that was something to do with that. Yeah. I used it for a little bit, the folding at home, but then I stopped because um, I didn't want to wear out my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. But during that time, it was interesting because you could like see how much certain hardware was um, benefiting the folding at home uh, algorithm, and there was kind of a, there was kind of a competition going on. You could see like home PC versus PS3, okay. and the PS3 was like way out in front. It was like very dominant, 
um, the PS3 console was actually very effective for that algorithm for folding at home. Yeah. And it was like way out in front and you could see PC. And then I think stuff has like with modern GPUs and stuff, I think it's um, home PCs can do a good job now with it too. But like back in the day, the PS3s were really good at that. Um, yeah. Job, I think so. It was, so it was kind of fun. It was kind of, they kind of gamified it. You kind of this kind of like, Oh, look how far ahead we are. You know, this kind of, all these people were, participating but yeah yeah that was the time <laughs> that was folding at home if you're not sure what it is just google it it was folding at home with playstation home and both are not a thing anymore for playstation so before we go to the question of the day do you want to let people know what happens when we hit 100 subscribers here on youtube Yes, I will tell you. Yes, at 100 subscribers, we are looking to upgrade our lowly 720p streaming feed to a high full definition 1080p stream. Um, at 100, as long as our internet connection can handle it. Yes, yeah, so it should. I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the. Plan. As long as we're back down to 720p. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we if we get 100 subscribers and somebody leaves, do we go then jump back down, then jump back up? Yeah, we'll just switch it back and forth. <laughs> we go back down to 99. It's like sorry. No, we're looking to jump it up to 1080p. So if you appreciate the show and you like to participate, continue with us and help us that way. Um, yeah, we'd like to make that jump at 100 subscribers. And uh, yeah, that's the goal. So awesome. Awesome. So our question of the day. Did you ever play PlayStation Home? I don't even know if it was if it should be play PlayStation Home. You didn't really play it. Well, you did. You could play pool and bowling. did you ever live PlayStation Home? Or hang out in PlayStation? Okay, Home? there you go. Did you ever hang out? Yeah. Yeah. Did you can? Um, well, minimally, a little bit. Yeah. Um, we hung out. We hung out together in PlayStation Home. Yeah, it was kind of like, honestly, it kind of got boring pretty quick. <laughs> but real life is boring. That's part of the like standing in yeah. lineups, putting down a bubble machine and dancing. That was remember. It was yeah. I guess so. Ever, ever like bunch of people put like bubble machines down there's just bubbles and then you leave your avatar dancing and then then you yeah. don't know what to do after that yeah play pool it's kind of like club penguin for adults i miss club penguin oh i don't personally <laughs> miss it i miss it being around as a bigger thing that's why we got the yellow light thomas what do you mean what yellow light? Oh, you know what? He's probably talking about the PlayStation 3 is we got the yellow light of death. Oh. From, from folding at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why my PlayStation died? I made the mistake of having my PlayStation. There was an exhaust, uh, exhaust um, outlet on the one side, and I had the PlayStation <laughs> downward on the exhaust. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then uh, I came in, or my brother, and it was like, because I couldn't breathe. I could have killed it. That may be why it died in early death. Um, well, and, so we both had the original 60 gigabyte PlayStation 3, like yeah. the launch edition. Yeah. And um, mine lasted probably a year and a half longer than yours before it yellow lighted. Yeah. So my so. mistake of putting on the wrong side for it, I may have like shortened it that much um but a lot yeah. of those models those original models i don't think 
I think they're hard to find. I don't think, I think a lot of them died. Yeah. Well, um, cause we, it was the 60 gig that played PS2 games. So yeah. um, it yeah. was like, it was actually a PS2 chip inside the console. It wasn't emulate. It was actually a PS2 pretty much. They just jammed inside it. So yeah. it was kind of cool. Yeah. It died. Uh, reminiscing about the good old days of PlayStation. I know we should, we should maybe have like a retro, retro uh, episode. We just talk about like old articles, find them from like, 2000s and ps3 and anyways anyway we probably already reminisced too much about that so and we were we were joking about uh an idea for one episode where we have like five articles um maybe other people submit it to us but we don't even read the articles we just like talk about them like totally assuming and guessing what they're talking about and just totally be wrong and not know what we're talking about (laughs) and see how well we do yeah then read the articles after and be like oh Okay. Okay. Well, I will be honest before a lot of these shows, we're like rushing to read them. Yeah. Um, like last minute. So we somewhat and, know what we're talking about. And sometimes the articles are really long and it's like, oh no, <laughs> this is too in depth. <laughs> I like it when they have the little, some of the articles have the button that plays so you can listen. That's better than I can <laughs> read two articles at the same time. Yeah. Are, are you playing it while we're talking, like in your ear and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it in my ear and just like saying exactly what the article is. So that's illegal. If I turn into a robot, that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. Um, any other comments from the peanut gallery out there? Um, we'd love to hear from you. Other than if you don't comment really quick, we're gonna uh, wind down this show. So, um, how about yourself, Stephen? Any other final comments on these topics? final comments on these topics well again i'm a i've really been happy with crocodile 3d again to anyone who is interested in that i encourage you to go check out crocodile3d.com it's really cool it's worth the money and i, I think there's like a, a, tr- a free version you can or demo you can also try so if you wanted to try it out i didn't mention that before you can try a free version um now are you saying crocodile or crocodile really fast i don't know crocodile i mean it's, it's, it's a plan words it sound they sound the same just say it really fast and nobody will know the difference. Crocodile. Crocodile 3D. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'll just say that again. Go check it out. Again, we're not sponsored to yeah. say that. I just think it's a really cool tool. And uh, I think it's the developers who's doing a good job. And Yeah. So Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll wind it down there. Nobody is wanting to comment. But uh, so we appreciate you all joining us today. And uh, we hope to be back next week. So make sure you click that like button if you did like this video and subscribe on youtube you can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform and uh you can listen to us and hopefully it puts you to sleep at night so um (laughs) and i'll mention before we go uh you can also find us on twitter if you find some really cool articles tech articles feel free to uh, message us on twitter at yeah we'd love to have your articles that's a good good thing because we find a link um, in the description to our sometimes struggle to find articles to talk about so <laughs> yeah and we really would like some really just like different articles ones that are like other people aren't talking about let us know some really just yes. different stuff yes so. for sure awesome thank you so much for watching and listening today until next time have a wonderful week and take care <laughs>